This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, and give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Hey, this is Jolie Moore. How are you? It's... How is it? I will say this. I got the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine for COVID, and I have another dose um, coming up, and then I'll be fully vaccinated, and maybe I can leave my house, (laughs) and that would be absolutely great. It has been interesting. I think, I'm actually going to say this out loud, that perhaps I am not ready for a relationship. Somebody asked me last week, like a full, like full up just ask. I was complaining about some guy and she was like, I hear you complaining about this guy and his behavior is not stellar, but what about you? Are you ready for a relationship? And I thought all this time I would have answered yes for the last two and a half years. My answer would have been yes. But now I think it's possible that the answer is no. It just seems overwhelming. I, you know, I was, uh, there's, there's, I've been reading a lot and, um, I was reading this one, um, article about emotional unavailability and the author suggested that, okay, so when we're born, we have like a huge capacity for love and we've not been betrayed and nothing's ever gone bad because, you know, babies. But eventually, or often for many of us, some kind of trauma arises, whether it's like parents or a broken heart or something that makes you think, oh, I opened myself up, but look what happens when you do. And some people, some of us sort of shut down. Um... And he was saying that, so let's say your capacity, I don't know, let's say at birth is like 10 and then some trauma happens and then maybe your capacity is five, maybe your capacity is four, maybe that's all you can do and you limit your capacity to open yourself up to relationship, love, whatever. And I think that that's true. I mean, I have about 10 options for like what could have been the cause. Um, that's what therapy's for. But one of the things that I consciously made a decision, I had this boyfriend in college, um, whom I adored and, or I loved. And it was like the first time I fell in love. Um, not a great boyfriend, but you know, what do you expect at 17? And I broke up with him. I don't, well, Uh, who knows why I'd have to think about it a little more detail, but I was wrecked. I mean, like devastated, like I had to take to my bed for months. Like I couldn't even function, um, after I broke up. And I remember thinking, um, after that, well, that was awful. My heart was broken. I'm never going to do that again. 
and I was talking to somebody about um, why I got married, and um, I didn't answer them then. I just said, to be honest, I gave a glib answer, which was health insurance, which is, you know, in America, a fairly uh, reasonable sort of answer. But the truth of the matter is I remember thinking to myself, okay, I fell in love. My heart got broken. It took me like years to get over it. Um, years, I don't know. I dwelt a long time. I, you know, I'm over it now, but it, it, was, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. And what I'm going to do is if I marry this guy that I don't love, he will never break my heart. And that is, that was the 24, 25 year old self, rational at the time it seemed, decision I made. Now that turned out to be a shit show. Um, And I wouldn't make the same mistake again, I don't think. But that happened and it sort of like limited me. So as I sort of move forward um, in relationship, uh, to be frank, one of the guys in this book that I should not be seeing, I'm still seeing. And, um, but he has a limited capacity for relationship. I don't know how many times he has to say it. Um, But one of the things is I sort of look at that and I think, okay, so I know why I have a limited capacity, but I'm starting to look at other people and I go, oh, you have a limited capacity too, because, because why? It doesn't matter why, Um, because if they're not going to fix it or go to therapy or journal or whatever they need to work it out, the why is not the issue. It's the what. And I don't think I want to be that person, but I will admit right now that the capacity is probably pretty limited and I don't know how to change that. It's a thing I'm thinking about, but in the meantime, you know, I'm getting COVID vaccines and, you know, writing books and moving through life. But, um, I, the clarity, sometimes life gives you clarity and it's not always welcome. It's not always delightful. I'm like, well, I have the clarity now. And um, the question is, what am I going to do with it? And as of right now, I don't know. But with more people being vaccinated and the world opening up again, in theory, um, excuses for dating are falling by the wayside. And I have to decide what if I can be a person who's open again. To be honest, it feels horribly daunting because I don't, like, who wants heartbreak? But the only way to get, like, that sort of love and all of that is to take the risk. And the risk comes with, it's a huge risk because it comes with either devastation or big reward. Um, What I would hope is that by this time, especially after all these dates and these guys, that I would have a greater filter and could manage the risk on one side and hopefully only deal with upside issues. But I don't know. Humans are weird, and I don't know if that's realistic. But that's where I am now. We shall see um, soon some sense of normalcy is coming back. And I might like to join in. Chapter 22, Mr. Music, May 5. 
It's been a long week since I've been back from Italy. The minute I landed, classic car guy started texting like he had nothing better to do with his thumbs. This from a man who asked me to send him pictures of my first trip to Italy. To tell him all about the food and architecture. To share snippets of my life with him. I did all that. I took walks. I snapped a picture. Sent it. I ate beautiful fresh food with friends. I snapped a picture. Sent it. He responded to the first few, and that warmed me. There, I thought. Now we have the regular back and forth that I think couples should have. Of course, I spun all of that out into a greater fantasy. Maybe one day he could travel with me and we could share these kinds of experiences together. Or maybe we'd have the kind of relationship where I could give him my flight info and he'd pick me up from the airport, whisk my bags from baggage claim, and have a sexy fun reunion that would make me forget all about the awful jet lag a nine-hour time difference can bring. Lovely fantasy, wrong guy. I had a two-day layover in London before coming back to Los Angeles. Me? I have some downtime before I get back to Los Angeles. If you want to FaceTime or talk, we can connect anytime. More silence. At some point, I would have to acknowledge that he's ignoring me, that he's decided he's not even going to read the messages on his phone from me. For a man practically attached to his phone, and a second phone he sometimes carries, that's a high level of ghosting. I mean, I honestly don't get it. It's all, I want you, I miss you, let's go away for the weekend. Then nothing, only silence. It's like he had a sixth sense that I was back in the U.S. Monday. You're home, can you talk? We talked. He didn't apologize for his absence, that's not his way. Instead, he offered lunch for Wednesday or Thursday. Tuesday, sends head and chest pic. Wednesday, sends picture of himself cooking. Sends pic of his deceased father. Thursday, honey, I'm a little backed up. Doesn't look like I can make it. Friday is better. Sends picture of himself grilling. Friday, morning, honey. I've been here with my doctors taking a new MRI. Shoulders slash back, not doing well. I'm going to be here a while. Not ignoring you, FYI. I miss you. Then lots of sexy texting. Now he wants to spend hours exploring each other. Though I have to say that taking it slow was not his specialty. I think he's what I'd call a penis-centric guy. He thinks that as long as he can maintain an erection, or sex, he doesn't have to do anything more. Even though he claimed that weekends were hard, he couldn't see me when I got back and offered up weekdays. That weekend, I was with my son while my ex went away to Paris. So all that buildup, all that sexting, then radio silence. I liked him a lot. He was cute. And I was going to say nice and considerate, but I wasn't sure if that was true. I think he was those things in person. But talking about making plans, then never making good on those plans, probably canceled out the nice and considerate part of the equation. That left me with really freaking sexy. That was a trait I liked. It would have been better on a friends with benefits relationship and not on a guy who claimed to want a real relationship, but was doing nothing to start, maintain, or grow one. Because I wanted that and wasn't getting it from him, I was 90% sure I was going to break up with him when I finally saw him and gave him his souvenirs from Italy. I couldn't count on not being able to see him to tell him I didn't want to see him anymore. Oh, the irony. I was halfway between taking the clothes I bought for him back to Europe with me and returning them or keeping them for myself. If I heard from him, I guess I'd ask for his address. Probably said something that I didn't have it. Then send the stuff on along with some of the stuff he left at my apartment. Back on the dating market I went, not that I'd ever really gone off. This week was Mr. Music. I'd actually connected with Mr. Music before I left for Italy back at the beginning of April. 
You know how it went. His picture on Tinder was cute. He had long curly hair. He played music. I swear, if Tinder had a filter for that, I could save a shit ton of time swiping left on all the doctors, lawyers, and accountants in their pinstripe suits holding bottles of champagne, glasses of scotch, or the bonnets of their $100,000 cars. Mr. Music. Hi, Jolie. This is me, Mr. Music. Me? Good morning. Mr. Music. Good morning, beautiful. Okay. He was going to be one of those. The kind who thought that paying me compliments would get me into bed. It had worked for classic car guy. Thunderbolt hadn't even tried. Both approaches could be equally successful. I was easy. Either way, I hadn't been able to meet up with Mr. Music in person before I went to Italy. I think we hadn't gotten together because he'd had his daughter at home for a couple of weeks. I'd had my sick kid home on another weekend and probably classic car guy. I'd probably give him a definite date for the possibility of classic car guy. I wasn't doing that anymore. So when classic car guy was texting me daily about his custody problems and the many solutions he was spitting out in his head to solve them, I was making plans on Saturday. Mr. Music, Jolie, are you in LA yet? Me? I'm here, almost over jet lag as well. I've had my kid since I've landed. He's back with his dad this weekend, however. Mr. Music, really? Do you have some time on Sunday to meet? What part of LA are you in? Me? Sunday would be great. I'm in West Hollywood. Where are you? Mr. Music, near Sepulveda in Washington. How about we meet at the Farmer's Market? The Farmer's Market in Los Angeles is on the corner of Fairfax Avenue and 3rd Street. It used to be just that, a market where one could buy fresh produce. It's also adjacent to CBS Studios. They tape the prices right there, among other live shows. On any given day, the contestants are lined up outside. They're easy to spot with their custom-printed t-shirts. Since I moved to Los Angeles, a large mall had been built next to the farmer's market, The Grove. It's your typical Los Angeles mall, boring on the outside, looks like Disneyland on the inside, has a bunch of the usual chain stores. From West Hollywood, I can get there on foot. So on the whole, it's not a bad place to meet. There are tons of restaurants and places where people can enjoy coffee. Every month, a group of romance author friends gets together and does a Zoom hangout online. It's a way to keep up with industry stuff and not get too isolated. I have a job where it's easy not to talk to people for hours or days at a time. Unlike most Sundays, which are for yoga, on this one, I got up, pulled myself together, and put on a cute sweater, dress, tights, and ankle boots. Then I texted Mr. Music to make sure he'd show up. I hadn't been stood up yet, but neither had I met a great planner. Me? I have a 90-minute conference call this morning ending at 11.30 that I'm prepping for. Let me know where you'd like to meet, and I'll be walking out the door the minute the call is done. I was tired of figuring out where to meet, who to meet, when to meet, what to do. I decided that a guy should put in more effort than driving. Mr. Music, cool. See you soon. Me? My meeting just finished. On my way over. Where do you want to meet? Mr. Music, I'm down the street right now in traffic, not too far away. As soon as I'll park, I'll start walking toward the farmer's market. Mr. Music, three blocks away. Mr. Music, parking. You see what's missing here? A plan. If I'm so lovely and gorgeous and beautiful, according to them, you'd think they'd try to put in some effort. I wasn't thinking I'd come across that guy yet. You know, one willing to put in any work other than driving. Me? I'm here. Mr. Music, me too. I'm at the coffee bean. It's on the north side. Me? I'm not sure I knew there was a coffee bean here. More logistics texting ensued as I weaved my way through lots of stores. But there it was, a coffee shop on the corner near the farmer's market entrance. 
I walked in, introduced myself, fully expecting him to offer to buy me a cup of coffee. Nope. Instead, he offered to sit at one of the hundreds of outside picnic tables at the market where patrons hang out eating food from one of the many establishments. I'm not going to say it was a case of bait and switch. I'll merely say the pictures he posted were from another decade entirely. He was at least 15 years older and a lot heavier than his pictures. If these were his make an effort clothes, I'd hate to know what his lay around and not make an effort clothes looked like. He was in a faded band t-shirt. I've forgotten the band. Jeans, sneakers. In my cute dress, styled hair, and those black leather ankle boots, I felt overdressed. Like I was trying hard and he wasn't trying at all. Without water or coffee or tea, I sat at the farmer's market and asked him questions about himself. His daughter was 16. They were going car shopping the next weekend. He was an audio engineer. Long story short, when singers, bands, and musicians were recording music, he was in charge of recording and mixing. I think that all that added up to making sure it sounded good. On the side, he'd recently taken on fixing the sound on podcasts as well. He also made his own music, though he didn't offer up any samples. Instead, he talked about his divorce and the moves he made between Los Angeles and Massachusetts as he tried and failed to save his marriage and family. I stayed for maybe two hours. I'll spare you the rest of the conversation because it wasn't that interesting. Although he did give me a link on YouTube my son did enjoy that was a spoof of the Power Rangers. So there's that. When I let him hug me goodbye, he seemed like he was sad to see me go. I was glad to leave to get some to-go sushi for lunch at the health food store in the corner and catch up with a friend by phone on the walk home. A couple of days later, I received a text. Mixed your music. Hello, Julie. I must say you're even prettier in person than your photos. Yep, heard that one before. I still maintain that the photos are pretty good. If I'm a pleasant surprise, I won't change them. For a moment, I thought about responding, but I put as much effort into my response as he put into planning a date, which was none. Oh my god, I completely forgot that guy. I wonder what his name was. Maybe he should come and do the audio for the podcast, um, since that was freelance work he took. That was like... So, you know, like metal bands of like the 80s, you know, the long curly hair, um, you know, band t-shirt. I think, he, I don't even know if he changed or he had sweatpants, but they were like not well fitting. And so in addition to being like a decade older, I don't know, maybe he was like 50 pounds heavier than the picture. Um, I, I can't even say this out loud because I feel so guilty saying it. Um but he had that thing that I haven't seen since I was a kid. And it's not really that popular in LA, but in Massachusetts or like, you know, Connecticut or New York. Yeah. Um, he had like a beer belly. I haven't seen that in so long, like stick legs and like a huge belly. I forget. I think there's some Dr. Oz show where that's like an indication of like, you know, imminent death or something. Um, so I have these dresses. I actually like that. I don't normally wear dresses. Um, but, I bought these sweater dresses, um, probably old navy for like 10 bucks and tights and angle boots. And, um, it's sort of like easy to wear, but makes me feel like I'm making an attempt to dress up. Um, and I did do my hair. I washed it and everything, but, um, he made like zero effort. Like he was like, well, I'm driving from, oh, so Washington and Sepulveda is probably Culver City, I think. So he's like, I'm driving from Culver City, which is, you know, I don't know, with traffic, could be 30 minutes, depends on how you do it. And 
I was like, okay, so he got into a car and, you know, drove uh, over to the farmer's market, but he wasn't on time. He had no plan. Um, I sat there for two hours. People were eating and I was thinking, oh, I should get myself some water, but then I have to get up and stand online and do the whole thing. And I was like, you know what? I'll just go home. Like, I'll just go home and you know, I'll talk to a friend who's actually a romance author. And um, we'll just gab about the, the Zoom session that went on previously um, and just hang out. I think I came home and I worked on a book or something. I, that was, it's just so much low effort dating. Like, he'll text or he texted, I think, this guy for like two or three weeks. He's like, what are you doing? Are you in Italy? And I think I texted him from Italy and, um, He's like, that's great. And I was like, you know, I'm having a great time here. What are you doing? And it, it's just like, I, I didn't want to hear about his ex. I'm so tired of people's exes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So many exes. So many bad marriages. I feel for you, but it's not a topic I want to talk about. I already have one. and <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that one. Um, you know, like, I, I, I could have had a bottle of water or maybe a coffee or something you know, sitting at like a green picnic uh, table. They have these like green folding chairs in the farmer's market that are not comfortable. And then uh, I think like little metal tables and um, just nothing. But it was really interesting to watch people order food and hang out and do stuff. I don't spend that much time there. I used to like maybe 20 years ago, but not so much now. Um, when I was in my 20s and you know, had that kind of time. And it it's just, just like so low effort. Classic car guy, nothing you know, this guy, nothing. And I think about all these men that you like hear about, like, well, you know, people talk about incel, but not quite that crazy, um, who are like alone. And I think, but you're alone because you're not even trying, like you could like get up, wash your hair, put on some clothes and make a plan. And that may go a long way and also not spend all this time talking about your ex. Um, it was just sort of fascinating. And I'm like, you know, what, what is your plan? Like, what do you think you're going to like, what is your plan? Like you want a relationship, but then what, what are you putting into even dating? That's going to get your relationship because this, this is like going on a first date. This is the top of his game. I can't imagine where you go from band t-shirt and like, you know, sloppy jeans, like, where do you go from there? Like, all, all your dates are just, like, on the couch and sweats? I mean, I don't know. And I don't mind the couch and sweats, but not as an everyday thing. Like, I like going out, and I want to go to the theater, and I want to go to the movies sometimes. Um, go to shows, go to premieres, go to events, go to parties. I mean, LA's got, like, a crap ton of stuff to do. I like to do a lot of it. I've done a lot of it for years. And all I'm looking for is, like, a companion to do some of that stuff with. It's like a low bar. I feel like I don't have like a particularly high bar to clear. And these guys are not even trying. So I did not see him again, obviously. I I don't... <laughs> honestly, that's like the lowest effort date I've ever seen in like my life. I just... I, I, I may have stayed longer if I'd had a glass of water. That's all I'm saying. A little water would have gone a long way but hey maybe he had to pay for parking if he oh i think he parked at the grove which is like you know relatively expensive so the farmer's market's like two bucks um but you have to buy something to get a validation he didn't do that um but the grove is maybe 10 bucks so maybe he put out a good 10 bucks on that date and uh, an hour of driving 
and his effort was duly rewarded. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.